I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The power of the internet knows no bounds. And sometimes with all that information available right at your fingertips, you can do something incredible. Maybe like solving an insane mystery. I'm Amy from What Culture, and here are the nine craziest mysteries solved by the internet. Nine, deciphering a dying grandmother's final writings. When Ask Metafilter user Jana Kay posted her family's own personal mystery, she wasn't expecting for it to be solved in just a matter of minutes, especially given that before that her family had been poring over it with no success for about 20 years. The mystery in question was a code written by her grandmother just before her death, comprising 20 paper cards sprawled with seemingly nonsensical letter patterns. Within just 14 minutes of posting this online, Jana Kay and her family had their answer. These letters all stood for prayers. Each letter stood for the first letter in a word in what would amount to different prayers or messages to God. For example, O-F-W-A-I-H-H-B-T-N is the first line of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. When it comes down to it, the code is actually pretty simple, but you also can't blame them for not knowing where to start when faced with these indecipherable cards. It's just nice to know that all these years later, the family are able to read their grandmother's final thoughts. Eight. Solving the web driver torso mystery. In 2014, YouTube sleuths noticed that there was one channel uploading with concerning regularity. The channel's name was Web Driver Torso, which is weird enough, but also all of its videos made absolutely no sense at all, which made the case even more confusing. With the internet being what it is, people started speculating about what was going on. Theories varied from mundane things like glitches or bots, right through to the government sending encrypted messages for espionage purposes. One wise guy saw through all the nonsense, though, and drew the connection between the channel and YouTube's parent company, Google. People started directing their queries towards Google, who ended up responding in good humor. They explain that it's a tester channel that they use to look at the technical quality that videos lose when they're uploaded to YouTube. They even went as far as to rickroll us with their statement. We're never gonna give you uploading that's slow or loses video quality, and we're never gonna let you down by playing YouTube in poor video quality. As a little Easter egg for this entry, you can actually go over to Google and search WebDriver Torso and just see what happens. Seven, a 50-year cold case finds its culprit. After heading down to the shops on Halloween, four-year-old Carol Lee Sadie Ashby was hit by a drunk driver who didn't so much as stop to check on her. Following the incident, police were unable to gather any useful leads and so the case went cold. But it haunted Russ Johnson of the Fulton Police Department for years afterwards. On retiring, he took a chance. He posted to a local Facebook page that dealt with history from the area 
and one woman actually reached out to him with something that could be the first lead in years and years. The woman used to live in the area and told Johnson about how a local man, Douglas Parkhurst, had asked her to give him an alibi if the police were to speak to her. She explains that she rejected his request, not really knowing what he was needing an alibi for, and also just asking someone for an alibi is suspicious anyway. All those years later, the police department reopened the case and questioned Parkhurst again. Yes, they did question him the first time, but as we so often see with these true crimey type things, it all comes down to police ineptitude. Clearly having a few decades to let his guilt stew had changed Parkhurst's outlook. Either that, or knowing that the statute of limitations had passed led to him admitting to killing the girl. Unfortunately for the girl's family, because of the statute, there was no way Parkhurst could ever face any consequences. And ironically enough, he actually ended up being killed in a hit and run himself. It's all pretty bleak when you think about it, but at least the Ashby family got the closure of knowing what happened all those years ago. Six, the infamous buckskin girl is identified. The so-called buckskin girl got her name from the unique buckskin poncho she was found wearing after her death. For years, knowledge about her didn't extend past her basic physical information and her cause of death. Until more recently, one amazing online tool and a group of volunteers helped identify her after decades. The DNA Doe project is run by volunteers, using genetic genealogy to track down the identities of those who've been previously robbed of them. The organization processes and uploads genetic data to a public genealogy database called GEDmatch, a site most commonly used to help people find their biological parents and the like. From there, they were able to do what law enforcement hadn't done for decades and crack the identity of this Jane Doe wide open. In 2018, 37 years after her body was discovered, the buckskin girl was identified as Marcia Lenore King, a 21-year-old woman from Arkansas who went missing a year before her death. And Marcia isn't the only person to be found by this team. Their website boasts a wealth of success stories that are all thanks to their dedicated group of volunteers, their genealogy magic, and some very handy public websites. 5. Google Earth helps solve the missing man mystery We've all had a look on Google Maps for like our houses, our places of work, or even those like funny things that you can find on Twitter threads where if you go to this certain place you can see like a cat's face or something. They're good, we all love them. But how many of us have been looking at our house and found something super suspicious? In 2019, an ex-resident of a housing development in Wellington, Florida was browsing their old digs when they noticed what appeared to be a car submerged in a body of water. Officers sent to check out the site found just what was shown in the picture, a very calcified car that appeared to have been in the water for many years. They found skeletal remains inside the car, which were later identified as those of William Earl Malt, who had gone missing decades earlier. It's still unclear as to how his car actually ended up in there, but at least we now know where he went when he failed to return home all those years ago. 4. Identifying the Grateful Doe Hitchhiker In 1995, student Michael Hager picked up a hitchhiker on the way back from a Grateful Dead concert. The two were making their way back home when something caused the Volkswagen to veer off the road and crash into a tree, unfortunately killing both of them. As Hager didn't know the boy who was riding with him, his family didn't either. So when they came to identify Hager's remains, none could identify the hitchhiker and nobody came out to report him missing. Since his real identity was unknown, he was given the name Grateful Doe because of the Grateful Dead concert. There were reconstructions made of Grateful Doe's face and a number of small, distinctive tattoos that people could use to identify him. However, for many years there was no luck, until one Reddit user started posting about it again and led to the spawn of the Grateful Doe subreddit. Someone saw the posts and claimed that the reconstruction looked like his former roommate, James Callahan. With Callahan's photos circulating online, his mother came forward to admit that James Callahan did go missing 20 years earlier and that those reconstructions did look an awful lot like him. 
From there, the police were able to identify him and confirm that this was, in fact, James Callahan. 3. The Post-it Note Mystery Not all mysteries have to involve death, but had this one not been solved as quickly as it was, it very well could have ended up in one. In 2015, Reddit user rbradbury1920 posted to a legal advice thread asking what people thought of his predicament. He kept finding post-it notes around his apartment, and given that he lived alone, he figured it must be his landlord leaving them there. This is a bit of a problem because usually you should be notified when your landlord is going to come into your house unannounced, especially if they're planning on leaving cryptic notes behind. It became even more of a problem when it turned out it wasn't his landlord at all, and now this Reddit user was faced with the mystery of who the hell was coming into his house and leaving post-it notes for him. A bunch of theories were floated, even including multiple personality disorder, but eventually one stuck. It was carbon monoxide poisoning, making him forget that he'd left himself notes. Sure enough, he installed an alarm and found out that that was the truth. If it weren't for a fellow Reddit user making that suggestion, the OP may never have got it tested and may well have ended up dead. 2. The Identity of the Strongsville Skeleton now, lots of interesting things have happened on Reddit, but this one is pretty up there. They were able to find the identity of a skeleton using research that had been conducted 10 years before the internet was even born. Back in 1975, a trio of boys found a skeleton in the woods of Strongsville, Ohio. They alerted the police, who were able to ascertain the cause of death was a gunshot wound to the head. They further noted that the body was that of a white woman in her early 20s, but that was about all they could gather. Fast forward a couple of decades and a woman called Christina Skates started uploading her research to the Unsolved Mysteries subreddit. Thanks to her information and pictures of the skull, people were able to put together reconstructions of what the skeleton may have looked like. The illustrations ended up looking strikingly similar to Linda Pagano, a woman who had been reported missing a year before the skeleton was found. DNA testing was put to use and it was confirmed that this was the identity of the skeleton. So thanks Reddit for doing something useful for once. 1. Tracking your daughter's killers on MySpace Now this story is actually the focus of the fairly recent Netflix release Why Did You Kill Me? a documentary following Crystal Theobald's family as they used social media to track down her killers. After Theobald was shot dead at age 24, her mother and cousin made a fake MySpace profile in her image. They used it to find the identities of a group of local gang members who they believed were involved in her killing, luring them in with Theobald's picture and then catfishing them in the messages. By doing this, they were able to eventually identify the owner of the car that had been at the scene of her death, as well as the people in the car and the events leading up to the fatal shootout. Police weren't too happy with her family taking this approach, but in the end, they did get some really useful information. With the family's investigation, they were able to find out who was responsible for Crystal's death and go forward to make some arrests and convictions. And Crystal's family managed to get some of the closure they desperately needed. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack 
for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.